With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome, welcome in, kiddos. Um, sad news from those of us who love movies. Carl Weathers dies at the age of 76 years old. No, he did not die in... Uh, in Rocky Four, okay. No, he did not die when he was Chubbs, and he fell out. Didn't he fall, die falling out the window? Right when uh, Happy Gilmore presented him with the head of the alligator that had taken off his his hand. I know he actually really passed away at the age of seventy six years old. Uh, Carl Weathers, though, from known for the Rocky series, obviously also recently in Mandalorian. But to those of us old school uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger action flick guys, he might be best known for his work in The Predator, right? Predator. Anyway, rest in peace to Carl Weathers. Okay, so here's where we are on Caleb Williams. Yesterday, Colin Cowherd. Colin! Colin Cowherd came out and said that uh, he was told Caleb Williams didn't want to play in Chicago. 
I'm sure he got off the air and his phone that he usually leaves in his dressing room, plugged in, was buzzing. And when he got back to his dressing room, there was a whiskey tango foxtrot or two from either the Bears or maybe Caleb Williams' camp. So here's what will likely happen in the media. Okay, It's a Friday. It doesn't matter. It's the lead up to the Super Bowl. So there's not a lot going on. Big college hoops weekend. Maybe LeBron gets traded, although that all of a sudden now has been denied in the media, even though the story came out in the media last night. So it's not going along. Not, not a lot going on. So we'll talk about whatever we can talk about. So I'm sure there's people going to say, ah, Colin's got terrible information, bad information. My, my guess and maybe more understanding is he just has dated information. That there was definitely a time where Caleb Williams' dad or camp or Caleb Williams himself was like, I don't want to go to Chicago, man. I don't want to go to Chicago. Outdoors. Yuck. They don't have dudes. Offense is a mess. No thanks. But have you seen what's happened in Chicago in the offseason? What's happened in Chicago in the offseason is they've cleaned house with the offensive side of the football. And one of the guys that they were they've been kicking around trying to hire is Cliff Kingsbury. Now, most people think Cliff Kingsbury will end up being the offensive coordinator with the Las Vegas Raiders. But the, the, what you have to read tea leaves here. Okay. That's what you have to do. You have to read tea leaves. And the, the bears have gone out and added Jason Hogtiling who's an offensive line coach, right? And he was a former offensive line coach with the Tennessee Titans. If you know anything about the Tennessee Titans, you're like, oh, they got a good offensive line, right? And he's been an offensive coordinator at uh, Williams, at uh, Wagner, Cornell, Colgate, but his specialty is offensive line, right? That's what, and the offensive coordinator they hired was, Luke Getze. You're like, oh, wait, that guy also comes over from Tennessee. And the guess is that the way it works is that they're not going to allow Caleb Williams to handpick his offensive coordinator. That's probably why they kicked the tires on Cliff Kingsbury. Okay? But when you fire Luke Getze and you leave the position open, what you do is... And you know you have a rep, you have the reputation of, hey man, their offense has been a mess. They got to figure this thing out. The reason that Caleb Williams is no longer close to the idea of Chicago is because he's going to get to handpick on some levels his offensive staff that he works with. Does it make sense? Like, look, he's not going to pick his offensive line coach. They picked it, but he's like, man, we need an offense. Well, I I got to like feel good about it. I got to feel really good about what we're running. And I got to feel really good about who's blocking for me. And then I got to feel really good about can we get some dudes to throw to. And they're sitting there going, hey, look, we have a second high first round pick. We have the number one pick overall, which we're going to use on you. And we have whatever we'll get for Justin Fields. And with that, we're going to support you with a great new offensive coordinator who's going to work with you in a style that you can play. 
and we're going to get a really good off. We're going to continue to work on fixing our offensive line. Keep in mind, our general manager is a former offensive lineman in the NFL. And then we're going to use some of our picks to get the best skill position talent we can possibly get. So Collins' information wasn't bad. Collins' information was if Luke Getze was still the offensive coordinator and things remained the same. You didn't think it was weird that they cleaned house in the offense and left the defense the same? Why would they do that? Oh, hey, by the way, the a week later this story comes out that Caleb Williams didn't want to play in Chicago? I mean, th- these things aren't hard dots to connect, are they? Right? So Shane Waldron becomes their, becomes their offensive coordinator, and I'm sure that the information that, that he had, okay, the information that Colin had was he's around SC all the time. He's around USC all the time. And take a look at Shane Waldron's background, right? Here's a guy who was the passing game coordinator with the LA Rams. Here's a guy who's the offensive coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks the last two years. And, and I'll grant you, like Dan can tell you, they were bad this year. They were not good. And most of the blame gets put on Geno, kind of regressing towards the mean. But last year, uh, they're pretty good. But Shane Waldron is a McVeigh guy. He was with, Mc, Mc, with McVeigh and all those guys on that Washington Redskins coaching staff going back to 2016. So what it feels like to me, and again, I don't have information the way that Colin had information. And I'm not criticizing Colin. I'm actually supporting him. Feels like to me that Colin, for a long time, they're like, dude, I don't want to play for Luke Getzey in Chicago. That's a mess. No thanks. And then what had happened is in the last two weeks ago, the clear house, last week, the hire coordinator. And oh yeah, by the way, like it's not Kingsbury who was at SC this year. That signifies, and, and look, maybe... Maybe the reason that Collins said he prefers the Raiders is because Kingsbury might end up being with the Raiders as their offensive coordinator has been long rumored to be. But the guess is that they said, hey, look, we know what you want. We know how you want to play. We want to support you. We're not going to do what we've been doing offensively. We searched. We found this is a McVay guy. That's the offense that he runs. We're going to go out and get the best offensive line coach. They go get the guy from Tennessee. They've had a good offensive line for several years. Guys in the market, this is what we're putting together. And your opinion changes. And this is no different than how it works in recruiting, how it works when you change jobs. You know? In recruiting, you sit there and go like, man, I don't want to play with that guy. I don't want to play for that guy. Like, don't worry. That guy's not going to be there. You know, so you just wait and wait and wait and wait. I don't think what Colin said was speaking out of turn. I think what Colin said was he didn't want to play for Luke Getzey, and he probably wants to play for Cliff Kingsbury. And the Bears probably thought, well, we'd take Kingsbury, but they're not, I would say, I would guess in love with Kingsbury's style of running the football, although it really improved in Arizona. Uh, let Let me ask you, uh, Dan Beyer, okay, you've seen Waldron up close and personal last two years. You watch every Seahawks game. If you put a more talented quarterback in his offense, do you like it? Uh, I, 
Yeah, he's okay. I, I I wasn't in love with him. There's some strengths to it in terms of what they've done with Geno Smith. What is interesting about Waldron was Waldron was brought in when Russell Wilson was able to have input on the offensive coordinator position. So in that scenario and what he did with the Seahawks, his addition to Pete Carroll's staff coming over from the Rams was a statement because it was, wow, Russell Wilson has won one over Pete Carroll. Now, you mentioned last season, meaning 2022, that they were better offensively. And they just don't have it. They didn't have an identity. And I think that's part of the maybe the issues with what the Seahawks were having last year is we didn't know if they were a running team or a passing team. But for Waldron's case, for the work that he did with Geno Smith, I think is what helps him get this job with the Chicago Bears. You mentioned his previous ties that he had, uh, obviously, with with McVay and and that staff. But I think it's what they've done over the last two years um, to make Geno Smith a, a decent quarterback in the National Football League they just they weren't consistent on offense, right? So th- th- there's the and there's another. It's it's. I mean, like, look, you can make it sound demeaning to Geno Smith, but the reality is, he's been a guy who, as a starter, didn't look like he was good enough. Was a career backup, and Seattle didn't know what they were going to do at the quarterback position going back a year ago, and he had a tremendous. They had a really really good year. Like, he got a massive raise. He had a really good year, and so I'm sure part of the sale is like, look, if he can do that with Geno Smith. Imagine what he can do with you. Yeah. You know? Imagine what he can do with you. And then you throw out the McVeigh. Everybody loves the McVeigh system, the McVeigh style. And, you know, you, th- you throw in Matt Stafford tape and all the different throws. And, hey, here's how you really want to play. I-, I think the problem that I have heard with, um, with the Kingsbury style is it leaves the quarterback unprotected too often. That's the feeling that it doesn't have the proper pass pro pass protections for a quarterback, and I'm sure that's that scares Caleb Williams a little bit in that he got hit a lot this year. Now he also holds the ball a lot, right? kind of similarly to Russell Wilson, similarly to to there's a lot of quarterback Ben Roethlisberger hold, holds it because he was so big, guys would fall off him. He holds it a lot. He's not one of these get it and get rid of it quick guys. And if you hold it in Kingsbury's offense, you're going to get murdered. You got to get rid of that sucker quick. Pick a spot, throw it to it. But again, my my point is more. It, this reminds me. You know, what it reminds me of. Do you remember when there was con, uh, conference expansion the first time? Okay, when Texas was going to leave for the Pac-12, and I can't remember who. Can't remember who reported that, that that Texas was leaving for the Pac-12, that it was done, okay? And then all of a sudden, the next day, it wasn't done. And the point was that that I still come back on today was it was actually done. Texas had told people we're out, we're leaving. And then ESPN, the Big 12, got together in the middle of the night and was like, "Hey, how can we get these guys to stay? Like, what if we throw them the Longhorn, give them the Longhorn Channel, okay? We'll give them." What, what's the? We'll give them a, a bigger number so that in addition to making more money than everybody else in the league, they make even more money because they can support their own TV network on some level. And so if you went to bed the night before with that news and you woke up the next day, you're like, hey, that was a BS story. It wasn't a BS story. The story just changed. That's the same thing that happened with Caleb Williams. I, do, I, be, I believe Colin. There's too many stories of people saying, I don't know if he wants to play 
if he's the number one overall pick if he wants to go. That was, I don't want to go to Chicago. I don't want to go to Chicago. Now, by the way, to me, the best way to get yourself out of Chicago is not to let any of this stuff out. Is to go to Chicago and go like, look, I'm not playing for you guys, but I'm also not going to hurt the trade value of this piece. So all you got to do is trade me. I will shake hands, kiss babies, look like I'm coming here no matter what. You guys have to move me because I will not show up for the first day at work. Period. Stop. I don't believe that's what's happened. You, you can't look at what the Bears have done, gutting their offensive staff, hiring a new offensive coordinator, hiring a new offensive line coach, and think that they did it just on a whim, hoping it would work out because the offense wasn't good. No. They had to find who they thought was the best possible fit. And I'm sure they got some guidance from people around Caleb Williams. Why wouldn't you do that? Because the last thing you want is Caleb Williams to play like Justin Herbert's playing, where what year are we on now? Are we on year four? Is this year four or year five coming up? I think this is year five for Justin Herbert. And he's had like a different coordinator every year. Now you get different voice, different verbiage again. You know, third time in four years, you have you have a, a different, or third time in three years, you have a different offensive coordinator. That's a lot. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. It's interesting, Carl Weathers died today at the age of 76 years old. And he's in, uh, 
He's in some movies with some iconic lines there, Jay Stu. Is he not? Right, like his last Rocky that he was alive in, um, he had a couple of great lines, but the best line of that movie was Drago saying, I must break you. I must break you. All right. We mentioned that he was in uh, Predator, right? That had some great lines in it as well. Carl Weathers, a uh, former, played in the NFL for a little bit and played in the Canadian Football League as well. And uh, then he became an actor. He was in Close Encounters. He was in, you know, uh, all the Rockies up to Rocky Four, up to Rocky Four, And then, of course, Creed. Well, that's his son. So he still plays a factor in Creed. But, man, that's, it's just crazy. And, of course, he was in Happy Gilmore as well as Little Nicky, you know. And then most recently in The Mandalorian and passed away today at the age of 76 years old. I bring it up because, like, look, there's um, there's there's just some movie lines and analogies that you can make. Obviously, Rocky is, is one of the great ones. Here's Jim Harbaugh using a different movie, a different analogy. Tell me what you think. Very uh, excited. If I could describe it to you, it'd be like it'd be like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption. You know, red. I'm so, I'm so excited that I, I find I you know I can't sit still or or hold a thought in my head. You know, uh, what a free man would feel before a long journey, and uh, I just want to make it across the border. Want to uh, shake my friend's hand. That's that's how I feel, and uh, I want to get. Uh, you know, want to win, want to win the right way, want to treat people uh, 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 in a first-class way and, uh, you know, get really good at football and um, attacking each day. Like John said, I'm attacking it with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Uh, okay, so who is his friend that he wants to shake his hand at, on the other side of the border? Do we know that, Jay Stu? Uh, it was Red. Red wanted to shake Andy's hand. No, no, hand. I, I know that. I mean for Harbaugh. No, everyone's interpreting this as that uh, Michigan was prison and he's now a free man. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Michigan's prison, but there's just a lot of other stuff. I think what happens in college coaching is, especially now, it's a lot less about coaching and about other stuff. And Jim Harbaugh loves coaching, loves ball. And that's where the freedom comes from. It. Mark Dominic joins us. He spent over 20 years in NFL front offices and in scouting. A um, lot to get to. What do you think of the Harbaugh hire? What do I think of the Jim Harbaugh comments? Huh? What? Sorry, Mister. Clicked out of me right as soon as you called. Uh, what do you what What do you think of the Harbaugh fit? I mean, like it's one of those things yeah. that Sorry. most of us who don't really know football were like, he's won everywhere. It'll work. But will it work in that organization in this NFL? Yeah, sorry about that. And yes, Doug, I think it will work. Uh, look, I'm a I'm a believer in Harbaugh and what he's been able to accomplish uh, wherever he's been, whether it's the San Diego State to Michigan to the 49ers now to the Chargers. He's been able to turn programs uh, around. Um, you know, he's got a, a swagger to him that's unique. Uh, I know that he can come across to some people as very different but he does love to coach ball and i think it's good news i I use the analogy in 2010 uh we went out to san francisco and beat them 21 nothing uh you know beat mike singletary's team 21 nothing with our tampa bay team one of the youngest teams in the nfl at that time 
And so we went out in 2011, right back got to the same Bay, Bay Area. They beat us 48-3. to It wasn't that much of a difference. Alex Smith was the quarterback, so it was a little different. But, you know, Alex only had like 200 yards passing. It was just the whole team was just different. And so I think that that's what you're going to see with Harbaugh with the Chargers, and I'm sure that's where everybody in the AFC West is very alert of that and knows that next year is going to be a tough journey for all of them. Uh, going to be fascinating to see what he does with that roster, how quickly he can turn around. But he does feel like a culture changer, and that's a place that's needed a culture change. Um, All right, what coaching hire makes you scratch your head the most? You know, it's it's a it's a meteoric rise for Canales. Uh, you know, nine months in Tampa Bay certainly did a great job with Baker Mayfield and that team, and put a team that a lot of myself included didn't didn't exceed them winning the division in 2023, and they did. And offensively, they made plays, and, and certainly, again, he got the most out of Baker basically than anybody's ever gotten. And I think that was a big piece of it, knowing that the Bryce Young. Uh, piece there is in Carolina, but that just seemed like a very fast, fast ride. I mean, Callahan was only a matter of time uh, that he was going to get the opportunity. Uh, you know, Raheem Morris, I'm very happy about. Dan Quinn's not a big surprise to me at all. So I think uh, out of all of them, I just think the Canales is, is a very fast rise. Not, not to be anything wrong with that, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy journey that he's got to fix there either. No, it, it, it's not. Um, the Bears, I mean, there was a story out yesterday, actually Colin then refuted his own story, that Caleb Williams didn't want to go to the Bears. Then they're like, no, we're okay with going to the Bears. Feels like, okay, again, and you know the league more than I do, he didn't want to play when Luke Getze was the offensive coordinator there, right? So they got the offensive side, and now they're like, what do you think now? Is that, a, is that a reasonable feel for the changes that were made in Chicago and why the change of heart where Caleb Williams, you know, told Cowherd through his people that that's not the case, he does want to play in Chicago? I think there's a lot to be said there, Doug. I think you're on to it, and I think that's part of the reason why things changed. I mean, uh, you know, I think he's going to the Bears, as we've talked about before. I think that they're going to try to shop and see what they can get for Justin Fields, and at the end they'll just take the best offer they can get. I think that type of team is going to be a team that already has a veteran experienced quarterback. I think if you're going, hey, look, I'm Atlanta, I'm looking for the quarterback of the future, I don't think you're trading Justin Fields uh, because I'd say, well, then why are the Bears not keeping him in the first place? But if I've got a, a veteran quarterback and I could use Justin Fields in packages and I could also continue to see what I can get out of him and work with him, I could see that being a more likely scenario. But I don't think it's going to be – I mean, it's going to be the Trey Lance kind of world. I don't think it's going to be, hey, let's give up a one or let's give up a two for Justin Fields because – Again, the team that has him didn't win, and uh, or didn't win enough, and they certainly acquired a pick, and now they have the number one pick overall. What's your opinion of Lamar Jackson now that we've seen him on that stage in this offense? Oh, just disappointing. You know, I felt a little bit the way Rex Ryan did, that, you know, they could have run the ball a lot more efficiently and I think a lot more consistently, and they just decided not to. They put it all on his shoulders, which is – what you can expect to do. Um, and, you know, the, obviously the fumble, uh, you know, at the goal line is a painful play to have happen. Uh, I think the confidence is still there with Lamar. I think the confidence will be there with this team. And I think that the, the way that the Dallas Cowboys are talking about, hey, we're just basically, we're so close to the hoop, we're going to run it back. I think the Ravens are thinking the same exact thing. I think they feel very confident going into this offseason. I happen to be around a lot of them at the Senior Bowl this week. And I think as much as that loss was very bitter for a team that played well all season, it's why we love the NFL. Because you know what? You can have a great regular season and just doesn't all come together in a, an important matchup. And now we've got the Kansas City Chiefs back again. And that's just as miraculous to me based off of how they were playing early in the season as well. 
if let's let, let's go a little deeper though into that passing when they when based upon the matchup, based upon how Kansas City was playing them, they probably should have run the football more. Did they do that to help Lamar make a point? Right, like it's like I, I mean I I fully understand if that was their game plan, but I mean everyone we've had on is like, man, why didn't they run the football more? And you're sitting there going, well, maybe they didn't run it more because Lamar didn't want to run it. He wanted to prove he could throw it. He could he could win from the pocket. I don't think Lamar has all that freedom. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Doug, but I have a feeling there's a lot of times, I mean, the head coach is on the mic like, hey, let's run the ball here now. Let's, let's stop throwing this ball. Let's get back this game back in control. And it never was out of a control game. And so my gut instinct is that uh, they just got too excited about it. And we're trying to, you know, I think going into the game, they had preconceived notions of what they were going to be able to take advantage of, and they built a game plan around that. And Kansas City stepped up to the challenge and made enough plays in the passing game where they weren't able to be as effective or as productive as I think they predicted to be. And in the middle of the game plan, I don't think they adjusted, whether that was halftime or the fourth quarter or third quarter or whenever. That's one thing where I'd say that, you know, looking back, I'm sure watching that tape, they're like, yeah, you know, we ran the ball pretty darn good too when we did run it. And I wish we'd have you know been able to do that a little bit more. I think it would have made Lamar more effective, and I just think it would have been for a, a more likely outcome. But hard to take anything away from Kansas City. This is not their best offensive unit they've ever had, but certainly uh, one of their top defensive units. Yeah, it's amazing. Here they are again. Okay, the other side, San Francisco and Detroit. And, again, we've talked about this all week, this idea that, well, you know, Detroit went for it all year, but you didn't. You kicked a field goal in the first half. Yeah, you didn't go for it the whole game. My biggest issue would be you're up 14. You know, you lost a little momentum. Kick the field goal, go up 17, three scores. I thought, I didn't think Dan Campbell had his best day. Do you? I couldn't. I mean, I was yelling at the TV. I felt very uh, shocked when you're on the road and you can make it a three-score game in the NFC Championship game. I don't care what your percentage of victory total is, and I I really don't care what the analytics say if it was one way or the other, but I would say analytically, if I can get up by three scores, I feel pretty good about that, and I also feel like, you know, I've got momentum back on my side, because San Francisco's going, okay, we're going to have to score two touchdowns and a field goal to try to even have a chance to tie this or win this game, and that's a lot, and so I think it was a horrific mistake. It's easy for me to say that. I appreciate that during the season they were going for it or fourth round. Great. Your whole season doesn't end in the regular season. It does in the playoffs and it does on the road and you've got to get the momentum back on your side. And I think it was, I, I think he's got to admit internally, whether he wants to admit it externally, internally, that is going to eat at him for a long time. A long, long time. Um, all right. Where are, you, where are we now? With, you've always been a big Brock Purdy fan. He led him on an incredible comeback, but there's a little bit of, and I'm not saying he's Tebow, but we used to say this about Tebow. He gets credit for putting out a fire that he started. Um, where are you on Brock Purdy now that we've seen yet another comeback in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some great sound in there where you've seen Kittle talking to Brock Purdy in the first half, and you could see that Brock Purdy seemed like he was like, yeah, I got it. I've got this, and I'll get this back in order. We'll get the ship back going. Um, you know, I, I just think that to say Brock Purdy's a game manager – I just don't agree with that. You, you, you just can't make the placements. You can't make the decisions. You can't. There are guys that can game manage, but usually it's, you know, they're going to hand the ball off and they make the occasional big throw. And I realize that the big thing about the 49ers is the explosion plays, but I, I'm very excited for Brock Purdy. I think it's a great outcome. I think that, you know, we've got a matchup that we've seen back in 2020. Um, you know, the 49ers 
feel like a completely – I mean, they're, both teams are fairly different. The Chiefs aren't as talented offensively. I think the 49ers are a little more talented defensively, and I think they're in good health shape, I think, for the championship game. I just I, – I, you know, I want – my head says, yeah, you should pick the San Francisco 49ers. But how can you pick uh, against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid? Like, I, I agree. I, I struggle with that. Like, I, my body says you take the 49ers. But then everything else says, are you really going to go into the Super Bowl and say, I think Patrick Mahomes is not going to win this? I just don't feel that way. I know the Bucks game, when, the, when it was rough uh, you know, for the Chiefs, but their offensive line was horrific that, that day. And the Chiefs' line isn't horrific right now. And so I think that uh, I'm going to lean in on Kansas City by one-ish, but you know, I feel like this is the year the 49ers win this thing. So it's, it's a tough one, but it should make for great ratings. And, you know, you include Taylor Swift, and this will be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time easily. No question about it. Uh, two more. Let, let's let's start with Belichick and Vrabel both out of work. Which surprised you more? If you'd have asked me two months or a month ago, I'd have said Vrabel. But I have heard enough things about Vrabel that there's just some uncertainty about, you know, day-to-day. And I think that's kind of been why we didn't see a lot of interviews from, from Mike. And I think that's why maybe a year off might be the best thing for him uh, in that situation. I thought Belichick was going to be a long shot. You know, I know a lot felt like Atlanta was a possibility. The reason I say long shot this year is it's just you've got to decide if you want to reset every culture throughout the entire building. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But then do you want to reset it again maybe in three or four years because Bill's decided to, you know, I've got my 300 wins, I've got this, I've got that, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And now you got to refigure that out. I think that's where Atlanta said, we've been with Raheem Morris. We've seen Raheem Morris. He's been in our building. We know what he can do, and we've seen him in a leadership role. And so uh, I would say Vrabel was, uh, but I think looking back, I'm kind of not surprised either one of them are out right now. Do you think either one of them get back in next year? Well, I think the interesting thing is I think if one of them does, it's Belichick ends up somewhere in the NFC East. I think that's a real possibility now uh, based Giants. off of and how the Giants play or how the Cowboys play. I think those are two very quick uh, spots based off of how those two teams have their seasons, based off the ownership and the relationship that they have with him. And so I think that that's a, a strong possibility. And I already can, if you went down it right now, Doug, as crazy as it sounds, you could come up with eight to ten teams right now that will probably change head coaches or could change head coaches next year. If there are eight openings, uh, I would think that Vrabel will get a shot, but uh, there are things about Vrabel that you've got to uncover and, and make sure that you feel comfortable with uh, bringing him in. But he's certainly got the most out of his team and out of his players. That's no debate. Awesome stuff, as always. Um, I, we're going to see you in Vegas, aren't we? We're going to try. I know I'm, I'm, I'm coming in Wednesday. It just depends on how long I can stay, but I would love to see you in Vegas. So we're going to make the, try to make that work. All right. Well, I know you'll be at the Spearmint Rhino, so we'll stop by and say, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mark Dominic, join us. Mark, you're the best. Thanks for joining us, man. Take care, buddy. It's funny, right? Like, I mean, I, you Spearmint Rhino, everybody, everybody knows that and Mons Venus. And Mons Venus is in Tampa. I've never been to either. Uh, Lorena, when I say Spearmint Rhino, do you know what that is? Yeah, I believe it's a gentleman's club, right? There you go. See, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Jay Stu's got his own table there. They're like, oh, Jason! He's like uh, he's like Norm at Cheers. I prefer the uh, Peppermint Hippo. Peppermint, is that is that another one? I really don't know that. Yeah, it's another one. It's not really, is it? Did you just make that up? I'm falling. I think I fell for that one. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Just after the show, check out the podcast. Type in Doug Gottlieb wherever you download podcasts. And uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Tell a friend about it. Lorraine has got the baby-making music going on. Let's get to game time. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. What do you got there, Dan Byer? Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, Psychic. Who will enjoy the Super Bowl week more? The Chiefs or the 49ers? Who will enjoy it more? I think the Chiefs. They've been there. They've won. There's not as much um, pressure on them to win. You know? Sure. I mean, Kittle's a good dude. He'd be a good hang. I don't think McCaffrey is a guy that'll be super tight. You know? Same thing with uh, with Nick Bosa. But when you've won, and you were just won last year, there's not a lot of pressure on you to win. Do you, do you want, it doesn't mean you don't want to win. doesn't mean you don't put pressure on yourself. But... Just the approach to the week you've been there, you've done that. I would say the Chiefs. All right, Psychic. What new head coach in the NFL fares the best in 2024? Well, I mean, Jay Stu and I hope it's Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could not hope it there's Harbaugh. Uh, but I kind of think your guy in Seattle may fare the best. Mike McDonald? Yeah. Yeah. 
For some reason, I, I think this, the Seahawks, I just, I don't know where the Cardinals are going. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kyler looked totally locked in. But, I don't know. I don't trust that. I will say this. I thought that the Cardinals, this is probably bad to say about the NFL, but with their talents or lack thereof, they were one of the hardest playing teams in the NFL. Yes, correct. So that's a good sign for Jonathan Gannon, but I don't know if they're ready to compete next year. Okay. All right, Psychic, will LeBron James retire as a Laker? Yes. <laughs> ah. My psychic powers are cloudy here. Okay, this comes from, what's the guy from KTLA 5 who reported that uh, they've at least talked about trading him? Um, Was it Ping? He, he, it wasn't no. Steve Hartman. No. Darren Some Horton? Other, no. Some other guy. Covers the Clippers as well. Does Clippers stuff? Oh, I'll, find it. I'll find it for you. But he, he was the one who reported that, you know, they're, sh- they're shopping LeBron. And then LeBron's camps come out and it's like, no, we're not moving. I just, I find it really hard. He's got a daughter that's in school. He's got, obviously got, Bryce is only a sophomore, I believe. So you got two more years of that. I just don't think you can have Bronny go into the draft. I mean, I watched him play last night. He had six assists. He was okay. But he wasn't even the best freshman guard on the court for either team. Not even talk about Collier, Isaiah Collier on his team. I just don't see it. He needs another year or two in college. But remember, he's up at the end of this year. And so that's led to speculation. Hey, maybe they get out of LeBron business. He's clearly not happy with Darvin Ham as his coach. I just, that's just not the Laker way. The Laker way is to ride it out. Ride him into the sunset. I'm, I'm going to say stays with Laker. It was Ping. David Pingalore. That's who it oh, was. David yeah. Pingalore. Yes. Pingalore, yeah. Okay. All right, Psychic. Will, Bron- will Bronny James enter the 2024 NBA draft? I'm going to say no. I think he'll come back and with the idea in mind that he'll get to be the starter, it'll be his team, and we'll see the level of improvement we normally see from freshman and sophomore. All right, Psychic, how many times will you eat steak next week in Las Vegas? It's a great question. It's a great question. Um, I know of one party. Cow- Cowherd has a volume party that I, I've never been invited to, but I'm going to crash and go to anyway. And, you know, it's cowherd, so there's got to not be steak there. There's probably tofu and whatever. So that'll be minus one day. I'm going to go twice. Two steaks. All right. And how many nights will you actually gamble in Las Vegas next week? Well, what, what do you mean by gambling, right? Like, you can gamble and lose. That's completely different. I will gamble. Uh, the over-under is three. I'm going to guess on the under. But let's say three nights. Okay. And that's three nights. Psychic. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 